time of year though where the girls at the beaches and the birds are in the trees we got a lot to talk about today we gonna run through the NBA of course we're gonna run through a little bit of the NCAA this tournament thing that they have going on we gonna finish up these UFC fights that we didn't get a chance to fully touch on last week and we gonna start the show off in a way that we may have never started a show off before and not to mention, as you run through the NBA, we're also going to talk about the great one himself. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Man, thank you guys for listening. I, I do miss you. I, I don't know if you guys know how much I do. One, appreciate you for listening, but do miss you. I, I get this twitch in between, in between shows that I have to... You know, get information out to you. So, we're going to start the show off talking about baseball. And it's weird because baseball baseball's season has barely started. And I'm not here to talk about the baseball season. I'm not even here to talk about the baseball preseason. So, what am I here to talk about? I'm here to talk about something that is being said by one of the great legends of baseball. And, you know what, and... I don't know if you guys have picked up on this in the past. When legends act up or do ridiculous things, I don't like to call them out by name. Only for the simple reason, I want to give, I like to give that legend his little bit of respect because, listen, these most of these legends we all grew up watching. Um, most of us grew up watching. And I hate when they come off, and, and I shouldn't say when I hate when they come off. Anytime they open their mouth and half the times when they're, when they're bashing a player or the sport or the, or the current state of the game, they always sound like that old guy that is saying, Hey, you, get off my cliff. You don't know me and you don't know my style. So move your poop and shooter. Hey, you can ball with me. I would have mopped the floor with you with my short shorts and receding hairlines. Ah. Like, like that, that's what they sound like, and, and it's and it's annoying, and it's absolutely annoying. And so, I turn on the radio, and what do I hear? Oh, Bryce Harper! He needs to stop with his ridiculous bat flips. He's he's, he's disgracing the game. He's, he's if you, if you want him, if you want one guy to 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 to, to turn this league into a and you go ahead and you let him do it. This, this, this game is gonna go into the crapple like I just did in my diapers. Because <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like when was the last time you found a baseball game interesting? Like I, I'm I'm really honestly serious because you know what? I'm gonna tell you honestly. I I make it a I make it a This was the word I'm looking for. I make I make an attempt to try to go to every single stadium that's been down here so far in South Florida. The only one I haven't been to so far is the FAU Arena and the stadium that the Panthers playing. I haven't been in those two yet. So I've been in you know Marlin Park. We you know back when they had you know the old park with the red seeds, uh, whatever color seeds they had, and, and the open top and the open top. I've been there. And I can honestly tell you, I didn't make it past the fifth inning. It may have been the fourth. I didn't make. I couldn't make it past it. Like I, I, I was knocked out. Sleep. Like, like straight up, one hundred percent catching Z's. Like, 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 like it was like, like it was a portopedic. Yeah, you understand baseball? That oh, how baseball is looked at. Like I had a, I had a friend of mine. 
like that 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 I recently met up with at Elm for to raise money for an art exhibit that they you know that that she plans on opening, and here I am at this event. And she you know she's telling her friend you know one of her friends you know how a big sports nut I am, and she's telling like oh this guy even watches baseball. I do apologize you know there is a commercial going on in the background. I did tell you that from now on as long as that as much as I can there will be some kind of sporting event that. On going on in the background as we give these podcasts, so you will get little updates. Like earlier, I saw a game with crap. I've already forgotten the team. Was it FSU? Was it Florida State? Florida State beat some team like by about ten points. And right now, I think it's like Long Beach versus Washington. I think they were up by like ten points too as well. It's a bunch of scores over there. We have Texas versus you. And oh no, that's just giving up the brackets. We will talk about the brackets later. So. I don't get I don't get what baseball wants because I remember that game I was completely out of it, right? And then it's okay. Since I'm talking about, so my homegirl she's telling about my friend that she's not. She's like, oh my god, he even watches baseball. And she, and she tells a story about how we how we were hanging out one night and how I had a baseball game on and how this and how we I watched the whole entire game and how it took forever and and she don't understand how I could watch it. The game was so boring. And I said that I had, I was like, and the thing about it, I told her. That was just one inning. <laughs> she watched one super long inning. And it happened to be one of the most excited innings at the time because it was a game that I think the team was down like two to nine and they made a and, and they made a, a comeback in the ninth to tie it up. And this is either a playoff game or a game that had playoff implications to help a team make it into the playoff or a playing game. It may have been a playing game. Maybe it was a playing game. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. But the game, but the game had significance, and that's all I can remember. And that particular inning was was exciting from a sports standpoint. And even she was like, "Yeah, I can't do it. I, I, I can't watch. This, like, it took forever. That was one inning. Like, but, can, but see baseball. But that's what baseball has the potential to be, because baseball doesn't have a time limit like hockey, like baseball, like football. I mean, sorry, like basketball, like football. So you can get five, six, forty-five minute innings you understand like and ba- you, you understand like where this is coming from we're talking about in basketball and football where we're talking about 12 and 15 we can have in baseball five and six 45 minute innings do you know what that's like do you know honestly what that's like so yeah it, it gets dragged out I, and then so fast forward now, so to, to, to she's talking about that incident. So now fast forward to me even now going to, um, to a game in the new Marlins Park. And to be honest with you, I, I did enjoy it, but I enjoyed it for all the reasons non-baseball related. Because Marlins Park, they completely switched it up. And now it seems like it's a huge mall that, you, that has a bar inside and restaurants. And while you're there, there just happens to be a baseball game going on down below. Like that's exactly, that's exactly all. <laughs> Sorry, they have Game of Thrones commer- you know, uh, commercials running right now. That like, you can't run Game of Thrones commercials. Like Game of Thrones is woo wee. So, back to what I was saying. I so you don't notice that the game is going on because it just when you peek across anytime you want to and you peek across the way, there's a game going on down there. But at the very same time. I'm not going to act like I didn't start dozing. It's just I didn't go to sleep like I did in the previous game. This time, instead of when I started to feel myself dozing from watching the game, I decided to take a walk and see what this place has to offer. And that's when I found like, oh, that they have they have places to eat at. And oh, they have places to shop at. And oh, bingo, they have a place to drink at. <laughs> you know, and so you don't know that and time flies. So to be honest, so then I will fast forward even more, and now we get to a point where the last game that I've been to, I did that I did stay awake for. The only reason I stayed awake for that game is because I was doing the play-by-play, and I think we've talked about this already. If it, and if it wasn't for the fact that I was doing the play-by-play, I don't think I was gonna, I would be able to stay awake for that game, because or, or if I didn't have an invested interest in the children that were playing in this particular game, like I wasn't a family member, a friend, or anything like that, because. Like, and, and, and trust me, like I said, and, and doing the play-by-play, or knowing I was going to do the play-by-play, 
you know, as, as I'm walking around, like I said, and because of the job that I was doing, I got to mingle with the kids. Get, you know, I, I got to know them a little bit more personally. I, 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 I gave a couple of them a nickname as, as we as we spoke about it in a in podcast way before this one. So I got to know a lot of the kids on a personal level before they started their game. So when the game started, I it's even in a, in a very short way, even as I'm doing the play-by-play, I did have a very small you know, invested interest in them because I, in what was a 5, 10, 15 minute quick time span, a 2 minute time span, you know, a 90 second time span, I, I, I created some kind of bond with these kids. Other than that, nah, couldn't do it. Couldn't watch, couldn't do it, couldn't, and couldn't do it whatsoever. So when I hear the guy, oh, he's, he's destroying the game because he flipped his bat, I'm like, you know what, I wish more people would flip their bat because it shows something. But you know what? So I'm talking about showing something and the flipping of the bats and, and the old funny duddies of the game. Let's just go ahead and, 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 take, and take a complete flip of sports because you know what? It's been a long time that we haven't been able to give out one of our awards. And let me, let me, let me not act like, let me, not, let, me, let me reassure you that it hasn't been for the lack of candidates. It's been more for the lack of time restraints. When I've looked at some of these menus that I've had, you know, all information I've had to put out to you guys. I, I honestly couldn't find a space to fit in an award. So guys like Johnny Menzel may have slipped, you know, slipped through the cracks. You know, um, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else? Johnny Menzel may be the number one guy. Roger Goodell comes to mind, but he's more recent than anything else. So even amongst all of them, there's still one guy that kind of, and I'm telling you, I'm really starting to hate using this terminology because of what he is doing in the presidential candidate. But there's one guy that trumps the rest to get this week's Richard Cranium Award. And that is Mortavius Bryant. Martavius Bryant. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand guys like him. Because uh, you understand, like, Martavius Bryant just came off of a playoff game that put him in a position that if he were to continue this that level of play, the kind of contract or the kind of caliber, of, the kind of contract basically, the kind of caliber of people he was going to be able to say he was in the class of to be able to get himself a contract, to be able to get himself a, a really good payday. Now, you know, instead of being up there with the Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not saying he's like as good as Emmanuel Sanders, I'm just going to say that he was going to be able to put himself in a position to get paid like the Emmanuel Sanders of the world if he would have continued as of what he, you know, continued the body of work that he did in his last playoff game. But he would have been able to get that kind of money. But now, we're looking at him like he's Josh Gordon all over again. We're looking at him as another talented wide receiver that just wanted to smoke weed every day. And, 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 couldn't, and couldn't put it down. And I, and I don't get it because you're basically saying that I don't want to do this anymore. And you know what? If we're going to get personal, right? Because if I'm going to personally call, and you know what? I may not have time for it. I really, I, I really don't, but there has to, to, to give you a personal story about me, and, and we'll probably talk about this some other time, because I'm pretty sure that he won't be the last person that we give up, that we give for a weed-related incident, and listen, I get it, I, I come from a Jamaican family, so, you know, so I am, I am well-versed in all things marijuana, but at some point in time, you're going to have to decide whether I want to smoke weed, or if I want to be kicked out of the NFL. Or if, or, you know, if I want to give up my career for marijuana. Because now you basically just passed up millions so that you can... Smoke weed every day. So go ahead with your dumb ass and your broke ass and go... Smoke weed every day. We're going to take some time out and go and go to commercial. When we come back, we're going to break down the NCAA. We're going to run through the NBA. We actually, gonna, like I said, we're going to talk about some UFC. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys and head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830-183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. 
located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute. Again, I am Talon T. Taylor. And so, with with this month, as much as I believe this month, like we have like Spanish Heritage part of as part of this month that's coming up, we have St. Patrick's Day that comes up in this month. Um, we had Daylight Savings that came up in this month, and we get the beginning of spring that comes up in this month. We get a lot that comes up in March, but there's probably no other grander event that comes up in March that's going to bring more people together probably right now. And, and and I know I'm saying this with things like Easter and Palm Sunday and stuff. Come on, nah. This is a sports show. So we're going to live in our sports realm when we talk about our sports world, our sports stuff. So it's March Madness. This is, this, you know what I'm talking about here. You know what I'm talking about here. It's, it's March Madness. And just like every... Of a million person out there, I have a bracket tournament, right? And I, oh, I should say I have a bracket tournament. I fill out I fill out a tournament bracket sheet because of, of of a couple of things. Because they give out prizes for picking good, you know, for picking a well bracket. You you know you put up against your friends and you see who comes out with you know the most picks and you put a little and you put five dollars on it per sheet or a dollar per sheet or something of that nature. You know, and also at the same time, there is a billionaire out there that likes to give out a million dollars to the person that has a perfect bracket. Even though I, I believe that this year he's given out a million dollars for a person that, that, that gets as close as the final four. So, listen, for most of you guys, that just means that you just have to go chalk. <laughs> so, I have a bracket sheet. But just like everybody else, as I mentioned, you know, the people that are doing it for the contest or for the prizes or for the bragging rights or for the million dollars, for whatever you, your reason is, there's one thing that I know that we all have in common. None of us know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> hey, to be honest, nobody knows what we're talking about because if we did it, somebody would have produced a perfect bracket. And... Listen, and I want a perfect bracket, and 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 I'm, I'm gonna tell you something weird. Uh, the way I, I guess the way I'm looking at this, like to want a perfect bracket, I think that you would have to win amongst your peers or won one of these brackets before, or gotten a really or gotten it really close to want a perfect one, and that's where I stand. I've won one of these before, so now what's for me is that, I mean, winning it again and again and again. Would be would be ideal, but once again, even that's a crapshoot every single year, and that becomes tedious. And to be honest, you that's probably exactly what's happened to me in fantasy football. I won my first year, and after that, I haven't been able to to pull off another championship, and I seem to be getting further and further away from the championship game. And that's kind of what my tournament bracket kind of looks like. I don't pay attention to college basketball. I don't pay attention to enough college basketball to know. Uh, college sports, in, in all in all. Cause I'm not going to sit here and just say college basketball because it's also college football and it's, and it's college track and field and it's college badman. And it's the 64, six, and there's none of these 64 teams that you see here out of the 892 teams that they had to pick to pick from to qualify. And all of those teams have at least, all of those schools have at least four different sports that they play. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not following college sports. Like you guys that say you follow college sports, you don't follow college sports. You just like to see it. You just like to see games and be like, oh, look at the crowd. There's so many more tens. These, these kids playing it and it matters. Games matter. Games matter. Games matter. These games, like, these games matter. Yes, when they're in the tournament, these games matter. But once again, when Syracuse is playing Colgate and you're watching that blowout, right, of 78 to 32, that game doesn't matter. You don't care about that game. But we're not talking about the games that we don't care about. We're here to talk about the games that we do care about. And what we do care about is this bracket. And I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, so like I said, with no rhyme or reason, with no particular rhyme or reason, I 
Well, I have one number one seed making it to the final four. Yes, I said it. I have one number one seed making it to the final four. And, and once again, I'm, I'm gonna give you a couple of little things to take in mind. Last time, I, last time I was probably interested in in a in, in a college basketball season probably would have been the last year that Steph and Curry came out of college. And and I just said, and I try every year. I try every single year. Like like the year that the Kentucky teams were were making their undefeated runs. You know, I was watching when 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 Wichita was 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 making their little run. I was watching. You know, so I've 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 paid I've I've paid attention a little bit. You know, when when Maryland made their run, I, I watched. You know, when Florida made their you know made their back to backs, I watched. I was there. Syracuse. That's probably that's probably as early as the time as I became a fan of college basketball. Even early before then, you know, I always paid attention to whatever big man Georgetown was producing because of, you know, guys like UN and, 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 and what's the kid name that is played in Miami with the heart issue, Alonzo Morning. So, my, me- my method is, is, is very much, like, my, my method of picking is very much geared to, of who I, I guess, who I just like and just dislike. Like even to this day, I I look at Syracuse games a little bit more because of Camille Anthony and, and the love I built then. Just like earlier today, I was almost tempted to stay, you know, to to check in on the Davidson game. Like that's the one game I just didn't check in on, but I was about to. It's, it's the only reason why I even I even check in on Davidson games to this point or even consider it is because of what Stephen Curry did there. So like I said, I have one number one team that's I have as actually going to make it into the Final Four, and that is UNC. Why UNC? I don't know. Why not Kansas? Because I got Kansas being knocked up by UConn. Because I have UConn going pretty far. Why not Oregon? Because I have Oregon being knocked up by Cincinnati. Why not UVA? Because I have UVA being knocked up by Iona. See? See? Already you're looking to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You may give me a pass on UNC making it all the way through. You're like, okay, that's okay. You can see that. And, but you're like, whoa, Kansas being knocked up by UConn. UConn, listen, there's something about UConn. While I don't give, I refuse to give credit to um, the New England teams of the world, the Boston, the Celtics, the Patriots, the Red Sox, you know, those teams. Those are those professional teams. I don't, I don't hold any, any real grudges against their college teams. And I actually will give their college teams their respect where their respect is due. And I would like to see UConn take out the Kansases. You know, make, make a couple of upsets. Make a couple of waves. And if any team was going to do it, it would be a team like UConn. Because UConn does have that kind of pedigree, that kind of pass. Not to say that Kansas doesn't. I'm just saying that I would like to see UConn do it. Now, the only thing about it, I don't see UConn getting past number two seed in the waiver. And then that's when the waiver becomes Oklahoma's problem, and Oklahoma takes care of that problem. I have Syracuse making all the way to the Final Four, and only getting beat by UNC. I have Syracuse beating Iona in the Elite Eight because I have Iona getting past teams like Iowa State and Purdue, and getting past UVA. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at all. Like I'm telling you, there is no rhyme, reason, or method to the madness here. This is all 100% pure pickaroo. Like I, 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 I honestly may have just taken all of these and just put them, put a dartboard up against the wall and just thrown it at it and just said, "Hey, this is who I'm picking." But like I said, I, there's this a weird method to my madness. And, and even though I know that I have a weird method to my madness, I still feel confident in my picks. My final four. Villanueva, Oklahoma. Syracuse, UNC. I have Oklahoma advancing to the championship game versus UNC. I have Oklahoma winning 58-43. to 43. And even in a weird way, me picking Oklahoma is still a favoritism pick. So... As we're talking about picks and colleges, as because as, as we can see, like USC, at, well, at some point in time, USC does go up against UNC here, and as USC even has a decent pro, um, basketball program, USC has been known for their football program, right? But in a weird way, where 
remember there was a time, and there has been a time where USC quarterbacks were just was just being constantly being picked, and no matter who they picked as a USC quarterback, they just kept on getting bust after bust after bust after bust. Well, yeah, guess well guess which USC quarterback is now all of a sudden in a position where he could take a team at least as far as he has taken a team before. And yes, folks, I am talking about the diabolical Mark Sanchez. Now, I know this is going to sound weird because I know just last week I was bashing Mark Sanchez and talking about, listen, I would fear you if I am the Jets. But I did make that little that little note that what he did with a team the last time he had, a, he had specific dynamics. And you know what? Here we go again. Mark Sanchez this year now is going to go to a Denver team, right, that now has offensive weapons. Now, granted, they have a guy that may drop a ball or two, but they have offensive weapons. Remember the last time he had any kind of slight offensive weapons? I think it was Santonio Holmes and, 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 and Braylon Edwards. AFC Championship. The last time we had great defense. Because we had people that can that can at least get interceptions on the back end because we had great corners. But we didn't have anybody that can get to the quarterback. AFC Championship game. We had a disgruntled coaching staff and a disgruntled management team. From owner to GM to coach. Disgruntled management team and hostile work environment by playing in New York. You don't have that in Denver. From what we can see, John Elway is looking at it like, I, I just in a game manager. And what he's seen in Mark Sanchez is that Mark Sanchez was the last great game manager to bring his team to an AFC championship. With LaDainian Thompson or what? Uh, was it LaDainian Thompson or was Jones the running back at the time? Or, was it, or did he have a stick with both? <coughs> so, 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 no, very much so. When I'm looking at Mark Sanchez in Denver, I'm like, it makes sense because the last time Mark Sanchez had okay weapons, and an okay defense, he made it to AFC Championship. Now you're talking about offensive weapons, a great defense, great management, no and no New York pressure. He's already used to playing in the cold. That may have, this honestly may, like, this may have been the, 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 the best decision that Mark Sanchez has ever made for his career. And listen, I, I, we're still talking about well, who he has to go up against. The Houston's of the world. The Oakland's of the world. Oh, man. <laughs> His road may be a, a little bit tougher than, than, than determined. But don't let the butt fumble. The butt fumble be the thing that you guys remember Mark Sanchez for. Because, listen, it also happened to Geno Smith. So, let's not say that this is a thing. That was specific to the quarterback. More than this may have been a thing that was a trend to the position that these quarterbacks were in. Bad off, bad teams with bad, you know, that 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 just had no kind of what um offensive weapons. So they were holding the ball longer. You're talking about not being able to get rid of the ball like the Peyton Manners and the Tom Brady's of the world in 2.5 seconds, like you need to. These guys are, are, are holding onto the ball for 3.5, four seconds. Because nobody can get open, because there's no deep threat, because there's no short threat, because there's no threat. There's no lions, there's no tigers, there's no bears. There's, there's nobody flying over the top. At least when he had Braylon Edwards and, and Santonio Holmes, Braylon, you, at least you you can guarantee that one of those guys was gonna draw uh was gonna draw a pass interference at least one time a game. When you have no weapons, you can't even get that. Mark Sanchez can very well see himself right back in the AFC Championship game against none other than probably Tom Brady, who I'm not sure has a lot of time left. Now, if that's the case, we're going to see if Tom Brady's, if New England's latest acquisition to protect the quarterback is going to be greater than the need than defending that ball in the air when you have a guy like Mark Sanchez throwing ducks all over the place. But once again, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are still going to talk about some more UFC, uh, break down some NBA, and 
we're going to talk about big butts and why I like them and why I can't lie about it. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host again, Talon Taylor. Thank you for listening. So, as we move forward, right? I clearly, obviously, didn't... We, we saw a couple... Oh, last week, we, we talked about the UFC fights, right? And I obviously clearly got so caught up into... And also time stream. Caught so much into the what happened with... Not Ronda Rousey, but Misha Tate... And what was going to happen between her and Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey was going to become the two-time, two-times women's champion. I completely overlooked the McGregor and Diaz fight. So if you just bear with me as we take a trip back. To about 10 days ago. Maybe even a little bit further as we get the build up for this fight. And we, and we all know the backstory. McGregor is set to fight some guy that nobody remembers the name of now at this point in time. And this guy can't make the fight because he's injured. And as McGregor has been on some ridiculous winning streak for like about 15 fights, there's no guy that, there's nobody that really steps up immediately to come and take the fight, except for one. And that is Mr. Nasty Nate Diaz, right? <clears throat> and Nate takes this fight on short notice, right? But Nate, 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 Nate's an athlete. He was training for some kind of, you know, like tri triathlon or, or or something of that nature. Even three, one of them things, one of them, one of them, one of them athlons, and. McGregor, you know, has no problem accepting the fight from Nate Diaz. You know, it's better than postponing the fight. He gives Nate, Nate Diaz a championship fight. And, and this is obviously what the kind of... And did I talk about this last week? But this is obviously the kind of thing that Nate Diaz has been looking for. And... Nate Diaz sees the opportunity, you know, after being, you know, the tough enough, you know, UFC fighter, championship winner. The belt... Has 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 eluded him, and he gets that opportunity to showcase his skills. And when he gets it, he he does what he does. And and the thing about it is that I don't think that McGregor knew what he was really getting himself into when he went up against a guy like Nate Diaz. Like didn't realize that Nate Nate Diaz is a bigger trash talker than you are. Now, granted. He may not be more that more that much more articulate than him, right? Or or has the gift of gab to be able to go on and go on about all kinds of X Y Z different stuff. But listen, McGregor isn't really that articulate either. Like Martin, uh, McGregor has a has a very known go to move that I've noticed very quickly. He very quickly talks about how he made the other person rich. By them having to fight him. Or by him fighting them. Like, 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 any of the days, like, hey, you never made more money in life than when you, when you fought me. And it was cute. It was fun. I remember that first couple times I heard, like, oh, I can't believe he said that. And now it seems like that's all he says. Like, he talks about it for a while. And then he talks about, oh, how much money he, you know, he'll make you by, by 
how rich he'll make you fight in him. And then if you ever want to rematch, you know, he'll we'll do it again. And he'll make you a rich man again because that's really all you're here to do is get rich because you're not going to win the fight. So, you know, Nate is going to talk a little bit differently. Like, he, he's just gonna basically going to curse you out, like, and and, 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 and talk about your, your daddy, your mama, your dog, your best friend, and even even your even your sister's um, BFF that has one leg, you know, and braces. Like, I don't know. So... And also tell you at the same time that you're on steroids and so is your whole entire camp. <laughs> That's neat. That's nasty neat. Nate just gets nasty with it. But also what he didn't realize is that he was fearing with somebody that was either an equal or greater striker than him. And Nate has a... Re- and, and, Nate, and Nate loves to bang. Like, like listen, Nate ain't happy unless Nate is banging. We all know this. We saw Nate. Remember, Nate is the same guy that, that tried to fight his own brother. On television because he thought that his brother said something to him sideways. You understand? Like Nate, Nate, Nate has no filter. Nate, Nate has no off switch. Like he's ready to throw hands anytime that hands need to be thrown. Like there's a couple of things that you can ha- that you can catch from Nate, and that's the right and the left hands. And he caught them. McGregor caught them, and and and, and, you, and you've seen it right? when he caught them. Nate smiled and he buckled, and Nate came in for the kill. But even more importantly, as Nate goes into the kill. Goes in for the killer. What McGregor didn't realize that he was going in with a much better, superior ground game, grappler, than he was. And once Nate put them hooks on him, he put him out. And I find it ironic that in the same card where both championships, which both champions lose their belt... That it's the women's champ that goes down and basically has to pass out and the referee has to stop. Like she's go, She goes out swinging that ear because she refuses to tap. Right? And she's as humble as they get. So humble that she's, that, that, that she's borderline boring. And McGregor, the brash, loquacious, shizer talker. He taps, gives up. Calls it kaput. Quits. No, I'm not gonna. T- no, I'm not saying that to take anything away from him. So, so I don't want you to look at him. I'm just saying that, and he, but he saw it. The thing about it though, like there's a perfect picture of him watching that happen while he gets his glove on, and he has that look of, ah shucks, fella, this could be me. Yeah, and it was. Nasty Nate Diaz, champion, and the thing about it. I don't even think it's at a point in time where Nate Diaz, like, is champion because he really wants to be champion more than he's, like, <laughs> he's just champion now and he's like, you know what, I'll, I'll be champ because somebody needed to fight this guy and I'll just take the championship belt along with it. Like, I, I feel like Nate Diaz can really care less about being champ or any of the details that comes along with being the UFC champ. And I'm not talking about that. I'm going to switch gears real quick. And I'm going to take a quick pause. And I don't know how long this pause is going to be. And I guess I'm going to talk. I want to talk about these elections that are going on. Right? As I see on my screen pop up that... Hillary, Bush, whatever, Clinton, whatever, whoever, um, has won the has won the primary. And so did Donald Trump. I know what I did. I don't get people. I don't get people. So, I, I I just find these elections more interesting. But let me tell you what I really find interesting about these elections, right? In a year when we have the candidates like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, that how come... 
the independent guy like and maybe i'm sure like, i guess i'm gonna show my age by by using this particular person as as a reference but i, I think there's more 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 most people right around my age group you know give or take four or five years you know should understand should know this guy but ross perot like where is the independent guy like ross perot at well where's the guy like ross perot with the independent run with the independent vote or the independent category like I I feel like in a year with Donald Trump out there spewing all kinds of madness that he can spew and Hillary Clinton basically being as two faced as two faced can be first you know talking bad about you know to um talking bad racially as as Donald Trump and and his supporters you know about and then also talk i mean just really just switching her sides on every single view that that she is currently now has like i i've you've heard of we've all heard you hillary like like, like hillary's going to be the first bipolar president like seriously like any any one of these two going to house and 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 it's bombs away we are going to be tried and tested like i'm telling you like i'm telling you like, you don't you don't see it like we had we had two we had Two wars when both Bushes were both in 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 an office. It took two Democrats to get us out of two, those both wars, um, to get gas prices down, to get the economy flowing back in a positive way, right? It generally usually takes a Republican to have us go right back into war, and but let's not talk about that. Well, maybe that's exactly what we need to talk about. So I don't trust them to not take us into war, but also I, also I don't believe that that. They also don't. They don't try competent leaders. That's why. That's why I think that Bush is gonna. Is Bush was 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 challenged the way he was with the bombings in for nine eleven, because they felt like they can challenge the incompetent leader like Bush. I see Clinton being the same way. Like I, I do apologize unless they think that behind the scene that the first man is gonna be the one that's really running the scene. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be running the show because that's the only way to kind of really get him to run another sixteen you know to run another eight years is for his wife his for his wife to run and for him to run things behind the behind the scenes but i'm i'm both of these candidates both of these candidates have me scared and I am seriously wondering where is the independent dude that is trying to also spread peace love and all kinds of hippiness where's that guy where where is that vote come from where is where is this ross parole because something needs to happen i i don't know if any one of these if any any one of these two are good for the country and this is even coming from a standpoint where i know that hillary being elected as a woman would be good for the progression of women being Women being president the same way that Barack was 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 a good way for the progression of of, of black people. I know that Hillary Clinton would be for, that'll be good for the progression of women, but Hillary Clinton ain't the one. I'm sorry. Like, seriously, she is bipolar. She seriously, like, switched up on everything: abortions, race, immigration, taxes. <laughs> Oh man, like I, I don't, I don't see her being able to keep. Uh, I don't know. I said I don't, I don't want to seem like I, I, I'm bashing her. Like, like I'm bashing her as equally as I'm bashing Bush. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just not thinking that she's the right democratic, uh, democratic candidate. Like I don't, I don't know who was the alternative for, for Trump as a Republican candidate. I, I, I don't know if any of them would have been better than him. <laughs> That's the thing about it. So. Right now, the celebrity is is winning, and celebrity does win. Like, let's not make let's not make it sound like being on television and, and being good in front of the camera does not help you win, win a win a win a win a presidency, Mister Kennedy, Mister Clinton. So, listen, fear is here. Fear is here, and the fear is real, but. You know what you don't have to worry about? You don't have to be stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday. No, not again. 
You can stop worrying, you can stop thinking. You can head straight down to Capone's nightclub, downtown Fort Lauderdale, and find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room. So you can start dancing and drinking. That's DJ Scepter every Friday, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's all day, every day. Well, every Friday. So, just to jump shift, because I don't, I don't want to touch, I don't want to get back. I don't want to keep continuing to get into that category. So, <clears throat> the other day, you know, as we're watching these basketball games, we get the great opportunity to watch the last, the last chance that Melo and Kobe is going to play. And this one isn't ruined by LeBron being in the picture anymore. You know, Kobe actually has... A formidable opponent, <laughs> you know, somebody that can actually guard him and give him a hard time. And it was good to see that it was good to see it be a be a be a competitive game, as as odd as it was, because it shouldn't have been such a close game. Uh, it just once again just shows you how far from being a playoff contending team that the Knicks are. You do realize that the Knicks are struggling against one of the worst three or four teams in the league. Listen, I I, I, I know at least for, for one fact that they're the bottom four in the power rankings, you know, and, you know, the Lakers have gotten a couple of wins, you know, here and there. You know, they're they going to play Sacramento and Phoenix in the, in the upcoming schedule. So maybe they may get away. And Sacramento may not be too friendly enough. David Booker still may put up thirty, you know, in a in a Laker loss. I mean, in a Phoenix loss. <clears throat> but it was good to see. And that lineup was interesting. Where the Knicks had out there, Brooke Lopez with Williams, Melo, Afalo, and nope, sorry, not Afalo, Calderon, and Vujacic. And to see Calderon very easily, and just to take a quick break as we give you an update as Florida is playing North Florida, as I wanted to put that game on, you know, for the NCAA tournament. As you know, once again, as you know, I don't give enough credit or any any love whatsoever to like the Heat or the or the Marlins or who else is there? Heat Marlins, Heat Marlins, Heat Marlins. There's another team somewhere. I should be, I should be, I should be considering. Ah, Dolphins. There we go. What the Dolphins? Actually, again, just just like just like I, I do with New England, I don't hold the grudge against the college team. So I I'll put them for the Florida team and let them run and do their thing because I let them get a little bit of ratings. That's that's really all that is. I can't hold those kids it against them. They're they're doing things to for, to to better themselves. For us, it's for this is for education purposes and all kinds of other stuff. So Nixon and Kobe. Kobe in the Knicks. Kobe. Kobe struggled just a little bit. But has has a has a decent game. Has a decent out there. You know, they cheer him. And yeah, it's it, it's really it is gonna be really weird to see, you know, the last great ambassador of the game go out and I I'm I and you know and the last king, the like the real <laughs> King of the NBA, you know, because could I, could I, cause, and and I, and I play that film because, listen, Kobe is what is what your franchise person should be and should look like. Because I'm sorry, the Magics, the Michaels, the Timmies, and the Shacks, your Kobe's. That's what they sound like. They don't sound like. I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach. I'm the best player in the world. That's not what they sound like. They sound like what Steph Curry is sounding to sound like. And like I said, I still find it weird that currently, right now, as a as, as a stand, that we have no we have no swingman, no swingman whatsoever. That 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 we can see is going to be the next person to to have that killer answer. Like it's Dwayne Wade, and after that, it's done. And Dwayne Wade only managed to get out two, which is really weird. That as much as we're talking about. As much as we're talking about this generation of players, they still couldn't get past the Kobe's enough, you know, as they extended their reigns and the Tim Duncans. Like those guys extended their reigns to 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 to, 
stop these guys from being from being bountiful champions. And now you got Steph Curry and them boys. I want like I, I really hope Clay Thompson is the guy. You know, not even Clay Thompson. You know, or Devin Booker. I, I, I kind of hope it's both. Not to mention, no, let's not lie. I would like to see both because what that would mean is that you get one in Phoenix, and then you get the other one in Golden State. They'll play at least four times a year, and you'll get some kind of rivalry out of there. And they'll be and they'll be still stopping and still shopping and still. And as long as he knows that that's what he has to chase, hopefully he'll get better. Hopefully. Right. So. And also, so to move on, right? As because listen, so I took a peek at the standings, and there's something that I noticed very quickly, and I was like, "Holy crap! Where did Charlotte come from?" And not only that, I did not realize that that south that that south division was so a southeast basically was so tight at the at the top, as you have Miami at twenty nine and eight, you have Atlanta. I'm sorry, Miami at 39 and 28. <laughs> you have Atlanta at 38 and 29, and you have Charlotte at 37 and 29. Basically, a, a game separating Miami and Atlanta, a half a game separating Charlotte and Atlanta, and a game and a half separating Charlotte and Miami. As they're battling, and I, and I mean truly, truly battling, to see who is going to get that fourth spot. Who is going to get Cleveland? You know? And possibly in that second round. Because not for nothing, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm hoping Miami catches Boston, who's sitting there at 39 and 27. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what it is about, about this about this cold. Like it, It's basically past, but this cough and that tickle in the throat it just happens to linger for weeks. And somebody warned me about this, and I didn't believe them. And no doubt, 10 days after they told me about this, I'm still, I still have a lingering throat issue. We will see. Wait, <laughs> we gonna see. So, I was I was surprised to see Charlotte just all of a sudden just shoot up in the ladder, and well shoot I shoot up the ladder and and make it into the six seed into the East, and then I look at the power rankings, and then it all make add all starts to make sense, as I see now that Charlotte has. Made them has worked themselves right into the sixth spot, and I that's a big and that's a jump for them, even from I think it was like nine or fifteen somewhere in between there. And 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 listen, Ed Charlotte has been slowly building something for some years now, putting some pieces together. Charlotte's gonna get into that difficult time frame now, or a period into their into their franchises. Lifespan where, if they continue this, they they don't they quite they don't ha quite have the team to win a championship, but they have a team that could be competitive and making it to the playoffs. So they can't get better from the draft anymore, and I don't know if Charlotte is a destination yet that attracts people, and I don't know if Jordan attracts people to Charlotte yet. He should, I think he would, and I and I can, and I and I want him to. Because I want to see, for some reason, I want to see Charlotte popping. I remember the names of, of LJ and Grandmama and Muggsy Bo. I would like to see, I would like to see this place popping. But, yeah, I, I very quickly see Charlotte jump into the fold. As you see Atlanta move in. And Atlanta moves into the top five. And, and they just kind of settle in there. And I find it, <laughs> listen, it, it, it's weird that Atlanta creeps in. Charlotte creeps in, Miami's out. Miami's sitting all the way at the 10 spot. They fall from 8 to 10. And Miami's 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 week isn't going to get any easier right now. They have Denver, they have Charlotte, they have Cleveland. Right? So basically... Well, we're gonna see if Charlotte is for real and they can hold on and, and and they're able to take take Miami because these games that they have in the division are gonna start meaning something. And then they will be a night. But let me see, um, Big Spoon and Little Spoon reunite, basically, <laughs> as LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers take on Dwayne Wade and Miami Heat. 
Now, it's going to be interesting more than anything. I, I think it's going to be Toronto's week. Because Toronto is one of those is one of the few teams that are in the in the top five of the power rankings that are going to play five teams in seven games or five games five teams in seven days, as they have Charlotte. They, I mean, they have Chicago. They're going to be in Milwaukee. They're going to have they're going to go in Indiana. They have Boston. They have Orlando. We're talking about a, we're talking about a Chicago team that's fighting for that eighth seed in the in the East. We're talking about a Milwaukee team that at any given night they have shown that they can they can creep up from behind and and beat anybody in this league. They have they have young talent on that team that is scary good. That within like I told you guys in two three maybe in two three years maybe in two years the most like those guys are gonna are gonna get their upcomings. Um, they get a they get an Indiana team that is also fighting for their playoff life as they as they creep in the bottom of that playoff. And you get Boston that's also fighting for that top spot, and they get a Miami team that's also fighting for that three spot. So Toronto is gonna get no break whatsoever outside of playing Milwaukee, and Milwaukee is not is not an easy out. Now, the reason why I talk about Toronto so much because Toronto is the is the closest team to Cleveland. Now, Cleveland has to play Utah, but they just lost to Utah. So let's not so let's not act like. That that these that both of these teams are not gonna have a grueling week. As Cleveland now has Cleveland has four games that they play this week, right? And they've already started it off with one loss and losing in as lo- losing in Utah. Cleveland is currently sitting at forty seven and nineteen. Toronto is currently sitting at forty four and twenty one, two and a half games behind. So you know Toronto's looking at any opportunity to close that gap whatsoever. And playing four teams that are, that are basically bound for the playoffs isn't going to help. But it does kind of help when Cleveland starts off losing, losing that against losing, starts the week off losing against a team like Utah. And now you're talking about they have to go and play a team like Dallas that is also fighting for their playoff, their playoff life at the, as an eighth seed in the West. They also have to play Orlando. And Orlando's also another one of those sneaky good teams that you never know what kind of team Orlando's going to show up and be. But Orlando, they should win. And then, as I said, they end the week. Big Spoon, Little Spoon. They play in Miami. And Miami isn't going to take anything easy on them. Miami's going to be looking to win. So currently, as it stands, Cleveland is still holding the number one spot down. Followed by Toronto, followed by Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana, and Chicago. Golden State is still holding that holding on number one as they continue their historic pace to try to get to 72 and 10. And with about 16 games there, they are very, 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 very close to making it. They sit on top, they, they sit just ahead of, of San Antonio Spurs by four games. But that's still <laughs> that's still about nine games better than what Cleveland is. So as long as Golden State and San Antonio at this current point and make it to the championship game, they're gonna have home court advantage over any team in the East. Oklahoma City is still trailing, right? As as they sit in the third spot, as I, as we just saw or we just saw them put a shellac in on some team. I had to turn it off because it was somewhere in the third quarter, and I told myself I couldn't keep continue to watch this. And you know what? <laughs> Also, what you don't notice anymore in the top five of the power ranking is Oklahoma City. As Oklahoma City has had their struggles, have had their woes over the last couple of months, or last couple of weeks, and, they, and they've fallen out of good graces of the power rankings. But they still hold on to that third spot, slightly above the LA Clippers, who are also no longer in, 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 the, in, the, top ranking of the, power, in the top five of power rankings. As I told you, this power rankings are going to go up and down. Right now, so far, the only three con- constants that have been in the power ranking have been Golden State, San Antonio, and Cleveland. And I think that's going to be pretty much going to be pretty much the standard. Like, nobody's going to be able to dethrone Golden State, San Antonio, and Cleveland as they are basically the three best teams in the league. And they we're going to keep getting a shuffle of Toronto, Boston, San, um, Oklahoma City, um, Clippers, Miami, Atlanta. We're going to keep getting those teams shuffled. <sighs> guys, 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 guys. I don't know where the time goes, but it surely does fly. And even though we didn't get a chance to talk about everything we need to talk about, we kind of touched base a little bit everything. 
Now, what I'm really, what I'm basically trying to say is that this is the end of the show, and I, I want to thank you guys for listening. Listen, stay tuned, stay blessed, don't stress. We out here. I'll see you next week. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there, but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't wanna go far. Rough night. Mighty!